following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Let's see if we get our video going. There we go. Um, Remember, you can't see the Ron Russell. All you see is that big, fat Jimmy Star. Boy, oh, boy. What do you mean? You see Ron Russell right there in the Little, middle? Little, itty-bitty writing. Yours is, like, big... Yeah, anyway, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We got a great show for you guys today. It's going to be a lot of fun. And also, camera is off because you're half off, and that's too much amber. Put a little more white in there. That's because I only touch this. It gets messed up. So what's up, everybody? We're gonna because have a- we, don't have a, we don't have an in-house engineer. That's good. Too blue. How's that? We, we're blue. We look like Martians. Well, yeah. Now you knock the camera like that, like that, like that, like good, good, good. Now get the camera straight. Okay, there we go. I hate this in-house stuff. I wish we could go back to studio. All right, so we're back. We're back. Here we are. Something's not centered though, right? What's not? Oh, there right? we go. Okay, it's just behind us. Okay. All right, everybody. So we got a great show for you guys today. Um, going to be a lot of fun. We have Mike Mayhall and Sarah Fisher coming on, and then we have James Craigmile. You guys will have a good time with them. Before we get started, let's say hi to my cool, outrageous man about town who looks absolutely gorgeous today, oh, Mr. Ron Russell. I'm exhausted. We went hunting for a turkey like a pilgrim. You know, turkeys with $3 a pound. We needed a 23-pound turkey. That's crazy. So we shopped around and shopped around. And since we're members of Costco, we went to Costco and we got a 22-pound turkey for $0.99 cents a pound. Now, that's reasonable. And it's a butterball. And that's how it used to be. Why did our lights go low? They didn't go low. Oh, my blo- I'm going blind. Oh, well, another thing to look forward to at my age. I guess it's adjusting itself. I don't know. Adjust this. Anyway, so the turkey is uh, has been floating in a big bucket, you know, in its wrapper, of course. And now it's in the refrigerator waiting to be cooked by my daughter, Leslie, who does a fabulous job on turkeys she makes her turkeys look like fake turkeys but they're delicious so tomorrow's going to be a fun day because we have two super people coming to our house to share our thanksgiving dinner uh the fabulous designer sue wong and ted and how do you pronounce ted's last name Soik, i think soik soik that's a strange name we have to talk to him about that you should have a better stage name than Soik. Tom Soik. Oh, anyway, great guy, great Ted. actor. Ted, Ted, Ted. Uh, it's Syak. Syak. Syak or something. Syak. S- How do you spell it? S-I-O-K. S-I-O-K. How would you pronounce that, everybody? Syak. Soik. Whatever. 
anyway, he's handsome, he's talented, and he's doing a lot of movies now, and his career is starting to take off, and we're so happy about that. So tomorrow is going to be a fun day. My daughter Deidre and Leslie will be here, and it's a happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you're all having a happy Thanksgiving, too. So let's say hi to our chat room. What's up, everybody in the chat room? We have artist Miss Kim. Hello and welcome back. We missed you. Hope everything is well. Happy Thanksgiving. Teresa Sabin, she's in Florida. We love you, Teresa. You're fabulous. B. Claudia just joined us. She's in Germany. Backpack John is here. And I don't know where Backpack. Where do you live, Backpack John? I don't even know. I thought he lived in Australia, but I think he doesn't. I'm not sure where he lives. Where does he live? No, Backpack John doesn't live in Australia. That's Anton. Okay, Backpack John, where do you live? Anyway, hello, Backpack John, and welcome, you guys. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. Everything's going to be a lot of fun. I hope the Macy's Day Parade tomorrow goes off okay without any problems. You know, there have been some threats from some crazy people who are angry about the decision of that fella. What was his name? Whatever. Oh, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. I mean, why take it out on the Macy's Day Parade? Children love it. You know, don't cut your face. To, don't. What is the expression? Don't spite. How, how's it go? Don't cut your face to, to spite your face? No. <laughs> I, I forgot how it goes. Don't cut something to spite your. Don't cut yeah. your wrist to spite no, your no, neck. No, no, or no. Don't, don't, don't cut. Anyway, don't, don't, don't be spiteful because, you're only, you know, those jerks that go there and disturb the parade, what they're really doing is making children sad. And if that's your intent, then you're just a criminal and an evil person, and you should explode. I'm not threatening. I just uh, said you should explode I, from eating too much no. turkey. I'm trying to find out what the saying is. Cut. It's don't cut your nose to spite your face. You're, that's it. Don't cut oh, yeah, your nose you to spite your face. You're right. Don't cut your nose to spite your face. Right. And don't go to the Macy's Day Parade and start trouble and ruin the parade because kids wait all year to see the big floats. And it's wonderful. I remember when I was a kid, uh, my mother worked in Macy's uh, around the holidays and I was about nine years old. And I was privileged because we were able to go up on the higher floors of the restaurant and uh, see Santa Claus, of course, and the parade. I love it. Yeah, it was wonderful. Anyway, it's all good. So we're looking fun. Um, you have a different colored watch on today. You should show everybody. Well, Dawn's I, not here yet, but she'll be yeah, here. Well, the wristwatch is a 40. It's 49. 49. And it's blue and yellow because in my shirt, there are blue flowers and yellow leaves. So it really goes beautifully with my shirt. And I believe in matching your wristwatch to what you wear. You know, it's an old thing that we did years ago. I would never wear a brown suit with the black wristwatch. There you go. I would wear a brown wristwatch band. Or, but there are times, though, that I do love to wear black and brown together. If it's the right shade of brown, like camel, camel brown and jet black together, stunning, sensational. Oh, Dawn saw it, too. She just joined us. Hey, Dawn, happy yeah, Thanksgiving. Dawn. Welcome to the show. Uh-huh. You got to like love so, it. So what can we talk about? So, I'm tired. You know, we have guests coming, so the food shopping was a joke because the stores are like crazy. Nothing was on the shelves in one store, so we had to go to a different store to get what wasn't on the other store's shelf. We had to go to like four stores I to mean, get everything. That's all we did all <laughs> last night. And then, of course, you know, it's preparing and straightening out the house. You always clean your house better before company comes, you know, and it's just you and Jimmy and I, I say, oh, screw it. Clean it today, tomorrow it looks like shit again. So why bother cleaning it crazy? But when you have company coming, you do that thorough cleaning. 
where you move furniture around and vacuum underneath things. <laughs> vacuum underneath <laughs> instead you, of around it. <laughs> you, don't, you just don't scoot around it with the vacuum cleaner and hope that dust balls don't roll out. But anyway, I'm tired. Everybody's tired. The holidays are exhausting, but it's a pleasant. We haven't even started but yet. But it's a pleasant exhaustion. <laughs> it's not an exhaustion from stress or from from uh, bad things. It's a happy uh, exhaustion because you're, you're decorating a Christmas tree and you're making your home into a holiday, and it's beautiful. So here, uh, before we bring on our first guest, we want to tell everybody, first of all, thanks, everybody, for tuning in every week. We so appreciate it. You can uh, listen to the Jimmy Star Show with uh, Ron Russell and watch it on these different platforms, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, and SoundCloud. There's about another 150 of them, but, uh, but we don't name all of those because these are the think, major ones. You would think with all of these outlets – I could make some money and get paid. Wouldn't that be nice? Folks, I'm working on this show 10, 11 years, and I've never gotten a nickel. He's never paid me one penny. I mean, that's kind of like, it's called slavery, right? Well, you're my husband. You're supposed to do that. that just because I'm, so you married me, so I would work on your show for free. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that's romantic. Say hi to everybody in the chat room, and then we're going to bring on our guest. Hi, everybody in the chat room. It's me, Cranky Ron. But not really. I just tell it like it is. And some people think I'm cranky or I rant. I don't rant. I just say what I say loudly. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're from New York and Brooklyn, we speak loudly. You know, I'm in the car with Jimmy and Jimmy's from Florida. So he's got that Floridian accent, orange, you know, and however they speak down Southern stuff. And he whispers and he doesn't realize he speaks. He's, Jimmy's like this. He'll say, and now we're going to go down the road to the place over there to see what we're going to do. I get crazy. I say, please enunciate, speak loudly. Also, my theater background trained me to, uh, to project when I speak. So people think I'm ranting. I'm not ranting. I'm simply vocalizing. Is that the right word? Vocalizing? Verbalizing, maybe. Vo vocalizing. Either way, let's bring on our first guest. All right, everybody. Now we're going to bring on go. our first guest. Let's see if we can uh, see them and hear them, and then we'll make an actual introduction. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing? We're good. How are you? Oh, wow. Very good. Sarah, you have to um, undo your mic so we can hear you. See the little mic thing there? There you go. Now say something so we can see hey, if we can hear you. Hi. Oh, what a beautiful voice. All right. All right, everybody. So now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with. Now, wait, are you two an item? We are. got to introduce him first. Yes, we are. Well, you make a beautiful car. He's really handsome. How'd you grab him? <laughs> we have to find out later. We'll find out. Let me introduce him first. All right, you guys. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, two super talents, Emmy nominee Mike Mayhall, actress, producer, stunt person. Um, also, actress, producer, stunt person, Sarah Fisher. Oh, and Mike's also a director. So hello, Sarah Fisher and Mike Mayhall. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Hey, guys. Thanks for having us. Going to hey. be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so everybody knows Mike actually was on our show back in 2015, and he was accomplished then. And now he's, like, super accomplished because he didn't – I don't think he had an Emmy nominee then. No, but that's because he was on our show, and suddenly <laughs> his career just exploded, and he's, a nom he's an Emmy – uh, nominee. nominee now and it's all due to me i know i promote him so <laughs> you think he'd even thank me the son of a bitch he didn't even say thank you thank you ron for making me a superstar that's called gratitude thank you know you, what I, if i were you if i were you i would dump him 
I've tried. It's hard. Oh no, he's not a grateful man. He has no, 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 just no feelings. So hang on, hang on. So this is so Sarah. You've never met Ron, but no. Mike has. So this is Ron Russell, my outrageous coast, and he's my husband also. So say hi to Ron. Hi, Ron. Hi, hi I'm actually in New York right now. My city. Your city. Yeah. Even though we're in Palm, we're in California, but no, so Palm Springs, unfortunately. But I'm a New Yorker. I was I'm a Brooklynite, and I miss my New York terribly. But I understand it's not quite the same anymore. It's lost its its attitude or something. I don't think so. I hope not. There's still definite attitude still, so don't worry. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so t tell us, what are you doing in New York? So I'm walking the Macy's Day Parade. That's um, what I thought. I've opened it back up to performers. I'm going to be stilt walking. Oh, good oh, for wow. you. See, I spoke about this before we went on the air. Sam, we hope it goes and I said, you know, there's been some threats from the crazy people. You know, these morons that are out there trying to destroy everything that's happy and wonderful. And I just hope and pray to God that there's no disturbance on the parade tomorrow because that parade is for kids. I remember when I was a little kid, I couldn't wait to see those floats. It's a wonderful parade and it's traditional. And I think that New York City, the mayor or the, or the governor, I, I hear they stink the both of them, but they should, you know, muster up the cops. There's plenty uh, of cops in New York. Oh, they're, they're, there's, I mean, I've been, this will be my eighth time doing the parade. And they're yeah, but, but, but they're all pissed off now because of the verdict of that boy that got off. And now they're oh, taking it out. Look what they did in Wisconsin. They went into Neiman, Neiman Marcus, no. Nord, Nordstrom's, and they no, broke. That was in California. That has oh, Cal to do San with Francisco, Kyla. right. They broke in and they started looting and robbing everything. And then their excuse was, well, we were angry over the decision. And I thought to myself, what the hell has that got to do with it? You're angry over the decision. Why are you robbing pocketbooks? Out of Nordstrom. <laughs> do, you, do you figure that one out yet? No, not at all. So I, I just, I just, I'm going to send you prayers and safety, Sarah. Okay. Tomorrow. And we can't wait to see you. Like, so you'll be on TV because we always watch it every year. So we'll look yeah. for you. So it, it depends. Um, it depends if there's a uh, like a singer or um, if there's a new float or anything that's in front of us because then they'll always. Show the float. You film the float and then cut to commercial. So is it cold? Is it cold there right now? It's about like last night. It was about thirty-seven degrees. Cold. That's cold. It's cold. Yeah, that's cold. <laughs> where, where, the, the, wait, wait. Where are you guys? Wait. The daytime is forty-seven, forty-five. That's that's nice. So it'll be about forty-five during the day when yeah. the parade actually starts around nine, but. It's it, that's still cold. <laughs> how, did, how did you? Okay, first of all, where do the two where do the two of you guys live? At New Orleans, live New Orleans, right outside of New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay, right outside of New Orleans. Okay, so yeah, the I go there a lot. So it's I, a little been, bit. It's a little warmer there though than New, than Orleans, New York. So, I mean, so that, how did you become a stilt walker? Back in the day, when I used to live in Orlando, I worked for Universal Studios, and uh, I was probably about 20, 21. And oh, you're not 21 you now? You still look 21. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. What, you aged? No, <laughs> you look, I'm not. You look good. You look good. I well, would have taken you. you for about 23, 25. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, the, the, the old man you're with, I think, is about, <laughs> he's about 49, 50, <laughs> 57, maybe. Yeah, right. he, 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 he looks older, but he's about 80. Yeah. No. <laughs> around. Look at the teeth he's got. Is it, are those teeth really his or do they come out at night? 
He's got gorgeous teeth. He's really a handsome son of a bitch. I got to tell you, you really trapped a good Oh, wait one. a second. I don't know if we told you guys to say hi to the chat room. So just both of you say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, guys. Hey, everybody. I see, it's, all, I see all the chats happening. Yeah, it's, now, it's now, filling now, up now. now. Now, Sarah, just between you and I, nobody else will know about it. We'll just talk you and I. How did you get him? How, did you see him and find him and hook him, or did he hook you? How did it happen? You know what? We've known each other since 2000. Oh, wow. And, a long time. Yeah. And um, it, it was just one of those where he, because he's so attractive. He was always <laughs> yeah. like well, you're not, a, you're not exactly you're gorgeous. You're I think not you're gorgeous. Liver, yeah, that's so <laughs> <laughs> um, Beautiful young lady. I just kind of just kept missing opportunities. And then finally in 2017, because of the glorious world of social media, we we saw each other's names and reconnected and said hi. And I happened to be visiting New Orleans, a, a friend of mine. And then um, we said hi and then haven't said goodbye. So oh, was it a male friend and then you dumped him for this one? <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a, a friend of mine that we used to work at Universal together. And she for the past three years was like, you need to come to, uh, to New Orleans. And I was like, I will, I will. And then Finally, I, I got a bug up my butt and started traveling, and New Orleans was on my list. And oh, it's a great place, actually, for the film, for the film industry. For you know, there's I, so much stuff going on. I, I drive cross country quite a lot because of our dogs. I'm we sorry. don't fly. We don't fly <laughs> our dogs, you know, in an airplane. So when we go back east for a long time, we bring our dogs, and we stop in New Orleans all the time. And I, I just enjoy that city so much. So let me go to Mike real quick. So Mike, so everybody, Mike is an actor, director, producer, stuntman, Emmy nominee, which I want to ask because you both are stunt people. So we're going to go to that in a minute, but I'm going to do a little bragging. And I only wrote some of the stuff down because there's so much stuff that you've been a stunt person in um, that it's like too much. But I picked out the ones I like a lot. And uh, so you guys, he's the stunt man in Bill and Ted's Face the Music, Deepwater Horizon, Geostorm, Queen and Slim, G.I. Joe Retaliation, Beautiful Creatures, which I love that movie. Mm -hmm. Olympus Has Fallen, Looper, oh. Green Lantern, Hoot, which Hoot they filled in Florida, oh, Florida yeah. right? Down, down South Florida. Yeah, because I a bunch of the cast came shopping in my clothing store I used to have. Employee of the Month, The Mechanic with Jason Statham. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. Season of the Witch and Red. Those are just some of the ones. He's got a zillion more, you guys. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just picked well, ones because those are like big ones. I got it. I'm, it sounds, I'm, sounds really depressing when you say it. It sounds very impressive. <laughs> I'm, I'm the greatest <laughs> fan of Jason. So please tell me, what is he like as a person? Um, oh, on The Mechanic. I, You know what? I was working uh, what we call second unit. On, oh, so you weren't yeah. in his scene. No, so I weren't. We weren't. We were all like bad guys that were getting shot and driving around um, around him. I can tell you this: he's he's hardcore. So I, I got to, the stunt coordinator, I was and whose name escapes me, um, was telling me about how he loves to do all of his own stunts, and he's just basically a, a badass. Just, yeah. just totally, yeah, super. Well, that, that's yeah. that's that's why I like him. You well, know, I love seeing him if, beat if everybody I, up. I, yeah. I mean, if, I, if I could beat people up like that, we'd have a very good world we live in. We'd have a beautiful <laughs> world. I would just run around beating up all the bad people like Jason does. Uh, he's a fine actor. Now, yeah. let me talk to you about acting. Just because you're good looking, you think you can get in movies? I mean, are you talented or what? I don't know. I'm working on it. Um, trying to. Yeah. Um, I mean, how, how did you get the Emmy? Who'd you pay? Um, I, a lot of people. I paid a lot of people. <laughs> Seriously, what what what's your Emmy nominated for? So it, it's for uh, a TV show called Bronx SIU, which we filmed up in New York. 
um, up in the Bronx, all around the area. And it was a, it's a cop drama, but it's really dark, very gritty. Focuses on character and uh, the development, less less the cases and more the people. And um, I don't know. I guess I guess people liked it. And um, I actually, did you play uh, a cop? No, no, no I, I wrote and directed that. Oh, I see. Every time they cast me, they cast me as a mafia guy. Goes my Brooklyn accent and my Italian face, or yeah. a priest, or a priest. Why a priest or a mafia? I that, let me talk about opposite opposite ends. You ever get cast as a mafia priest? No, that, I think that's a good script, though. So, what's what characters are you? You're not put in the box yet, are you? On the kind of characters you do. I'm sorry. In other words, they put you in a box, a file box. You know, no. you get this guy because he plays this. Yeah, so so I, I get a lot of auditions for cops, tons of cops, and and um, usually the, the the bad cop, the dirty cop, or the racist cop. But what I I'm playing now on a TV show called House Divided, I get to play um, kind of a mafia hitman. He's just this really bad scummy guy, and I love playing the bad guy. I just love <laughs> Yeah, well, for me, it's easy because, you know, when I want, I turn on my Brooklyn accent. They love it. Like I said, over there, get over there. Because if you don't get over there now, I'm going to put your fucking bullet right in your goddamn head, you stupid jerk. Get over there. And I get they, love, they love that. Yeah, I can hear it 100%. <laughs> yeah. that's, that, that's Brooklyn antiques. That's why they hire me. That's Brooklynese of the 1940s. And nobody's alive yet to do that except me. Hang on. So let's go back to that. So how did you how did you actually get into being like, you know, because like we know a lot. I know a lot of stunt people. Do you know Alessandro Fulcito? He lives in Atlanta, but he's in like in everything that they make in Atlanta. I thought maybe you you might know him because he, like he's in Red Notice. He's in everything. Um, everything shot in Atlanta, kind of like you're in everything in New yeah. Orleans. He's in everything in Atlanta. Anyway, how did you how did you actually get into being like a stunt person? It, it was. It, it wasn't really a straight path. Um, I, uh, I went to school, studied theater, and a guy showed up um, and wanted to teach stage combat and sword fighting um, way back when. And I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. I wanted to learn how to sword fight. Uh, <laughs> it's like they handed me swords. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And uh, from there, it was just sort of like one little job led, led to the next. Because I, I always thought, you know, I would do acting. I wanted to be, you know, an, an action actor, you know, like Jason Statham. You know, I wanted to. That's what I wanted to be. Yeah, but and, you're better looking than him. Thank you. But oh my uh, God, that is such a fucking big compliment because he loves Jason Statham. We have this like what? thing. If you were ever gonna cheat, who's your like one Hollywood pick? And that's his pick. He was like, if, you I, you know, if he could like go with Jason Statham because he thinks he's so cute. So like for him to say that you're cuter is like that's a huge sad. compliment. So, that's such faggy talk. They're not, <laughs> they're not interested in that fag, fag talk. We do, anyway, we do that among so each wait, other. So you wanted to be right. <laughs> So you wanted to be, so you wanted to be, so, okay, so you learned yeah. how to sword fight. How did that actually turn into, like, starting to do stunts? So I I, I, um, I drove down to Orlando, Florida, because I had some friends living there and working in the theme parks, and they had all these stunt shows. And yes. I, I got into the stunt shows out there, and I just learned all sorts of other things. And then um, I came out to New Orleans, because that's where the movies were, and um, just found a niche doing stunts. I met a stunt coordinator, and I said, I'm really interested. I have no idea what it takes to be a stunt man in, in the movies. I said, but here's what I do in live shows. And he gave me an opportunity, and then that opportunity led to a next one. And the next thing you know, I'm, I'm hustling, and I'm working um, as a full-time actor stunt guy. So in, in the stunt world, my niche is, as, as they see me as an actor who can do their own stunts, 
And then the local casting directors see me as a stunt guy that can act. It's a weird sort of place. To no, be. they like they like to save money, is what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, get, they get you to go out and break your neck, so they don't have to hire somebody. So, so let's go. Let's I, then... I, wait. Hang on one minute, Jim. I understand stunt people make a lot of money. They the union pays them a better scale than as an actor. Is that true? It, I'm not. I mean, not. Not true. It's 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 a small small difference um, because we knew burt reynolds burt reynolds was a good buddy of mine and i remember burt saying once that he got paid according to the uh, stunt if it was a really dangerous risky stunt they paid him more than if it was a, a, a slip and fall and he had so many broken bones in his body from stunts over the years did yeah. you ever have any broken bones knock on wood no no broken bones Good Yay, for you. Good, yeah. good, good, good lots, for you. Lots of bumps, lots of bruises, lots of headaches, but no, no broken bones. Good. Back oh, to Sarah. So go to Sarah. I, I want to go to Sarah. No, I want to go to Sarah because she's also a stunt person. Now, were you a stunt person before you met Mike, or did he kind of like get you into being a stunt person? Uh, first of all, what's the correct woman term? Is it stunt person, stunt man, stunt woman? Stunt, uh, stunt, stunt, man, stunt woman. I stunt man, stunt woman. Okay, so she's a stunt woman also as, a, as well as an actress. So how did you decide I'm going to be like a stunt woman? So, uh, I guess long story short, when I saw this stilt walker walking, I was like, I'm going to do that. And then I did. I taught myself how to stilt walk and then I ended up uh, with the assistance of some friends. Uh, and then I went to an audition and then I ended up becoming a stilt walker. And then um, <laughs> when I met Mike, he was doing stunts and he was performing and acting and everything. And I just went to him and I said, I want to do this. I'm going to teach myself or I'm going to learn it. And so when I had the opportunity, I had amazing stunt coordinators to assist to make sure that I did everything safely, but it was a learning experience. But the mentality is that I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I know um, enough safety of my body to know what I can and can't do. Um, so that allowed me um, to perform this stunt. And then from that point on, it's, it's now just, seeing what is available for me to keep learning and then go from there. That's so, extra money. Now, what, what, yeah. back, what are you Chinese? Korean. Korean. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because tomorrow, Thanksgiving, we have a Chinese lady who's our guest and her name is Su Wang. And Su Wang is the leading designer. I don't know if you know who she is. She was a big fashion but designer. But she's a fabulous, incredible lady. And I, you know, I, I'm all on Facebook defending Chinese people. Uh, telling the world or the stupid Americans that um, do not hurt or harm Asian people because the virus they did not do here. And I don't like what's going on. And my friend, you know, she's a little weary sometimes going places because crazy yeah. people think that she's responsible she's for the, a stunt for woman. the she flu. She can protect herself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought, I just thought she's, got, she's got Mike. <laughs> no, but I thought I would say that because I like to get that in every chance I can. You don't know who Su Wong is? She's a fashion designer. Fabulous. I, I, I do. I do actually know who, who she is. Um, and she's fabulous. fabulous it's, hard, it's hard for the Asian community if you have, have the heritage, the accent, uh, no one really pays much mind, uh, you know, born and raised in, in America. America. So I don't I don't really have too much of a worry. But I do know friends who are first, second, third, fourth generation whose families have been targeted and, you know, and things like that. Harassed. Harassed. There's no question about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
California, Los Angeles has a tremendous population of Asian people. Tremendous. And it was really bad for a while. Yeah. I mean, so I just wanted to get that out there because these morons are listening. <laughs> To know that people who listen to our well, show aren't morons. Oh yes, there's a lot of morons. No, you know, during the second during the second Look world, Mike smiling. No, during the second world war, my father, the detective, because we're Italian, and my father would was investigated by the FBI because he was an Italian immigrant during the second world war. And our neighbor next door, he was German, and they did the same thing to him. Uh, it, but it's a it's a continuous. I mean, I just watched Come From Away, which is an amazing Broadway show, so good. But if everybody remembers nine eleven, uh, the Muslim community, the the Middle Eastern community, they they did not farewell any respect. Yes, the imagination. It's terrible That's how terrible. people create this nonsense and they get to believe it. But I'm a great admirer of Asian people. Um, because of my dear friendship with Sue Wong for such a long time, I've learned so much from her. She's an extremely intelligent woman. I mean, when she speaks, everyone listens. And uh, now Asian people in our country are finally coming into their own. For a very long time, they were backdoor, like gay people, like us. We're, we're still invisible. Gay people are still invisible. But Asian people and uh, other people that, were ne neglected are now being given the rights that they should have long time ago. Opportunity, I think, is a and, I, and I'm happy about that because the Asian friends that we have, they treat. I mean, I'm old. I'm 81 years old, and I cannot tell you how they treat me with the utmost respect. And my comfort is all they care about. I mean, they're wonderful people, caring, loving people. So there That's you awesome. go. Absolutely. And I'm, so. and I'm not saying it like, you know, the old expression, I have some Jewish friends, you know, that old, that old line. <laughs> Look at Mike's face. You know, so, yes, I have some Jewish friends. Years ago, they used to say that. I want to go back to this. So let's go back. Okay, so she's a stunt woman. He's a stunt man. Have you guys ever done stunts together? I know you that. I'm sure they've done acrobatics. Well, together. I know that you have, a movie, <laughs> you have a movie Christmas for sale and it's Mike directed it and you're in it. So like, did you guys do stunts together at all? That didn't require any. Um, he was amazing in the, in the movie, though. You should check it out because she's hilarious. Is it come, when's it coming out? It says it's in post-production, so it doesn't tell us when it's coming out on IMDb. December 23rd, I believe. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. And we want yeah. we, any any people that we like, we watch their movies. Yeah, we always watch their movies. So wait, Mike, were you a director back in 2015 also? Yeah, the, the first the first movie I directed was called Jake's Road, and I think that's that's what led why me. You came on, why you came on, probably. Yeah, and then yeah, you just I remember that. The Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Star. Sarah, can I ask a favor of you? Would you sure. raise your Would you raise your left hand to the camera? No engagement ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think you and I need to have a lunch. <laughs> and, and we I'll need have to, lunch with you. And we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> How long are you with this guy now? Three years. Four years. Um, well, they've known for 21. Four years and no ring on the finger? No, 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 no. I'm an Italian dad. Let me teach, let me teach you something. You give these jerks a year, maybe two years. After two years, if there's no ring, it's bye-bye, baby. <laughs> because they waste your time. You're growing older. Then when you're 50, nobody wants you, and he don't want you anymore because he wants a 20-year-old, and you get screwed. So get the rock before the cock. <laughs> uh, 
how quickly the, the shine fades around. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I, I like Sarah. I, I've taken her under my wing now. Like I said, get the rock before the cock, and you're and you're okay. Now, seriously, you up there, handsome one, are you going to marry this beautiful girl or what? You're well, in love. I am in love. So then you should marry her. She's shaking her head. You know. Huh? Of course she wants to marry you. She loves you because when we talk about you, she lights <laughs> up like a bulb. Look at a smile. Ron loves putting everybody on the I spot believe too. By the way. I, I, no, no, I am such a firm believer in marriage. I feel relationships without marriage just don't have, you know, something. I married Jimmy. I told Jimmy we were going out for a year. I said, if we don't get married, he I'm said, I'm not a backstreet boy. I'm not a backstreet. I'm not. <laughs> I believe I'm such a believer of marriage because it Which, it does make the relationship so much nicer and safer. Uh, and it's such a pleasure to, to refer to that person you're with as my husband or my wife. Sarah, I want you to know, first of all, that the chat room loves you. Everybody in the chat room she's is talking lovely. about how gorgeous you are and she's how beautiful, beautiful and, you are. Yes. And I think she should have at least a two carat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we also welcomed a bunch of people as we want to welcome um, – I don't know how you pronounce it. M O U N A. Mon 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 Mona showed up. So uh, Dave from Stars Now UK showed up. Uh, everybody joining us. Thanks for joining us. We're having a good time talking to Mike Mayhall and Sarah Fisher. And Sarah's got a couple movies that I, I think they said they were in post production, but with some really big people. Like you got a couple of really big movies that you're yeah, participating so, in. Um, National Champions. Um, that's oh gosh, that's. Um, everybody like <laughs> i wrote it down i wrote some of them because i actually jk simmons i tried to get for a, in a movie i got turned down unbelievable i was crushed but jk simmons Kristen chenoweth alexander ludwig who i love timothy oh, Oliphant, so nice. uzo aduba french montana there's a whole bunch more i wrote those people down and then you have another one called we have a ghost with david harbour anthony mackie steve coulter and the reason i mention him is because he's been on our show uh jennifer coolidge who i think is one of the funniest ladies like on the planet and um, so I think it's really cool. And, and, and those are like kind of like the kind of movies that put you up in the Mike Mayhaw category because those are big, big, big movies, you know. Um, ask me. <laughs> I, I want to ask good looking a question. Hey, good looking. How, how difficult is it to get funding for a movie? It's extreme, extremely difficult. I know that. See, they don't know which one to answer because they're both good looking. <laughs> no, no, no. She's beautiful. He's good looking. Oh, okay. I'm a sexist. You he's know, terrible. Um, yeah. he's, he's handsome. She's beautiful. I'm tolerable. He's, he's handsome. She's beautiful. We're not allowed to use those terms anymore, I understand, but fuck them. But anyway, <laughs> I have a movie that I wrote and I'm trying to get funded. Very difficult. How do you go about getting funding? If I had the answer to that, I would be making more movies. <laughs> yeah. And I would too. To, to be honest. <laughs> you know, um, we, we have a a slate of scripts that we have producers that were that are looking at it, but it's just hard to, to get to, to get them to bite, you know. Did you um, find it did, harder? Did, did you find that it's been harder since the whole like COVID? COVID thing going on? Because I, I find it to be a lot harder. It I can't decide if it, if it's harder. I would just say that um, people are are having to come up with extra money to budget in COVID safety protocols that they normally wouldn't have to do. Let let's just say if you want to do a micro budget yeah. film for 150,000 a small one one location piece then, then you you got to add you know 15 20 
on top of that just for for COVID. And that's a lot of money to just come up and basically put up your nose and it just goes away. Well, the it's thing like that, a $200,000 movie, then you need, you know, 200 grand to do it. And, and the thing that we find with the, with the, with the investors, I mean, a $2 million movie, not a 200, the, the investors are afraid of because of COVID of being shut down. Mm-hmm. If they shut down, they lose their investment. Right. So that's another problem that we have because Jimmy's producing two right now. You know, I sleep with the producer. That's how come I'm in all his movies. So, <laughs> You know, Sarah, you sleep with him, so you should be in all these movies too. <laughs> I, I, we have to have lunch, Sarah. I got to teach you. <laughs> I, really, I really have to wisen you up. Come on down to the city, Ron. I would be in New York if I could do wiggle my nose like Samantha used to on Bewitched. I would be in New York right now. I miss New York at Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's wonderful there. Yeah, there it, is something about just... Walking. It's magic. It's a magic city. Yeah. It really so, is. So go to Mike then. So Mike, because you have not- the most beautiful smile, Sarah. When you smile, your whole face smiles. That's nice. I like. I, I have an so ugly smile. You know. so He's got a gorgeous smile. So let's He's go to handsome. Mike though, real quick. So Mike, because you know, I know you've done a lot of stunt work, but you also like just get in 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 productions and stuff because you're an actor. You've done a bunch of things where you're not the stunt person and you're the actor. Like, how is that work in your head? How is that different for you? And do you enjoy that more? I, I think I enjoy it. I enjoy it a little bit more because it was my first love. You know, I starting on stage and stuff. Um, so yeah, I do, and it's always nice to just show up and say lines and get into a character and not have to eat concrete or set on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how relaxing it is to just say lines. What are what are some of the ter- what are some of the really difficult stumps? Like you you've been lit on fire lit on fire before? Oh, um, yeah, not not a full burn, but a partial burn. It went went down uh, one side of my arm, down my back to my leg. Um, that was on Deepwater Horizon. There's a lot of fire on that. Yeah, lot. A lot of fire. do they compensate you for that? Y- yeah, you get a little a little what we call an adjustment. Um, just depending on the the severity of the stunt, wasn't um, de- wasn't Deepwater Horizon? Wasn't that like a Mark Wahlberg film? I think. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, that had a huge cast. That's like the one out on the oil rig, right? And the oil rig like yeah. it, like it burns up. Massive. In the ocean. Yeah, it was it was the about the the Deepwater rig out here in the Gulf of Mexico that just you know polluted our oceans for forever. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Have you done a lot of car wrecks? No, I'm not. I'm not really a car guy. Um, I, I tried to get into it and just just realized it just just really wasn't my forte. So I stuck with what we call ground pounding, which is you know you get the the hard hit, action acting and fights and sword work. Sort of my. So how well, big I, actually I are have, you? I, I have a stunt story. A movie I did a couple of months ago. It's a big friggin' rat, and they built this enormous rat. It's the size of a Volkswagen, and the rat was supposed to flip me up in the air, bite my leg off. And then CGI was going to make me without a leg, throw me against the wall, and then devour me. Well, we're ready to shoot it. And somebody from uh, Lionsgate came running in and they said, I just found out your age. I said, so what the frick does that mean? He said, you can't do this stunt. I said, what are you talking about? He said, no, we can't. We can't. We're not insured. If you break a hip or something, you could sue us. So I lost out on that scene. They made me go down the basement and the rat comes up with my arm and you identify it with the wristwatch. I was so pissed off because I wanted to see myself on film being eaten by a rat. I mean, I was looking for it. Wouldn't you? It's a fun thing. And I was so looking forward to it. So 
Yeah, this production couldn't afford a stunt person. So uh. they, put me in, they put me in the fruity cellar. All right. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? What have you had? I mean, you haven't done as many stunts as he has. What's like some of the harder stunts you had to do? Um, I actually, because I recently just started, um, was the hand pulled into a tree. And you don't, <laughs> and you don't realize, though, the what impact. Happened? What was it? I mean, like you had your hand in the hole and they pull you in? So you're strapped in with a harness. Uh -huh. And there's the ratchet pull or there's a hand pull. The ratchet pull is basically machine. And then the hand pull is by just pure right. body weight. And they and pull so, you into a tree? And they and they kind of Mike Mike can explain it a little better. <laughs> I would say it, what it what it is is it, it's uh, so Sarah is is strapped into a harness, and there's a line that runs uh, about I don't know how six to seven feet to um, a tree, and and the pick point where that line is is out of camera view, and then that line runs to um, the stunt coordinator on the other end holding a rope, and on action. He jumps off a, a small platform and pulls that rope and then yanks Sarah through the air into the tree. And she, it was, it was awesome. She took it like, like so uh, you, you, when you hit the tree, you die, you fall down. So, so the, the story is, is because it was demigod, this entity comes and, and slaps the actor into a tree. Wow. And so I was doubling the actress. And so that was the illusion is that I was getting slapped. Sure. No, got it. Yeah. I would love that. They I'd... say you look so delicate on screen. You look so delicate that they think that's cool that you can do that kind of stuff. I love all those little tricks. I, I, I'm fascinated by that stuff. You know, CGI takes away from so much of the things that we used to do years ago. You know, years ago, it was, was more fun on a set. Now you're you're on a green screen. You don't even know what the hell you're doing, really. I mean, half of the time you're on a green screen. You say, "Where am I? What's the back? What is it?" It's it's not like years ago where it was. The set was built for you. Now it's all fake. So, Mike, if you were going to be a superhero, what's you haven't played a superhero yet, right? Or or have you done uh, any stunts as a superhero? Who, who what superhero you think would be cool to be? Yeah, he looks like a superhero. Yeah, he looked like you could be. You look like the should. Flash to me. Like I think you would have made a good Flash. Yeah, I would like to be the Flash. I mean, if I was bigger, I'd like to be Superman because he he was the first superhero I remember seeing on the big screen, and I thought, oh, I could fly. Um, and I <laughs> maybe that's why I got into stunts. Um. How big actually are you? Like, how tall are you? Uh, I'm 5'10", about 165, 170 pounds. Oh, so you're, like, ripped. Okay. Yeah, you guys I'm, work out a lot? Do you guys both work out a lot? Yep, yeah, we try to stay active. We try to stay active. Um, I think I think now is our downtime from – because Mike mm -hmm. worked when we have a ghost as well. And so now is, like, our downtime. But it's the holidays, so – Now it's going to be – <laughs> actually, you got to work out more because you're going to eat more than you would normally eat. Right. So you have to actually keep it going so you can stay in shape. Yeah, I want to ask another question. I am going back to work, I think, in two weeks. Mm -hmm. I have not worked yet on a COVID set. And oh. I hear stories of nightmares stuff. Uh, is it really that horrible working on a, on a COVID preventive yeah, I, set? We, we've been working on COVID. We, we filmed in 2020... In August in LA, we shot a whole TV series during the middle of it. Um, and there, I think that one was actually one of the first. 
Yeah, we were one of the first productions back Productions to actually figure out, because even back then, SAG didn't even know what they were doing. It was so bizarre. I remember having a conversation with the, with the with SAG, and they were saying, "Okay, so we gave them all of our COVID protocols," and they said, "Okay, great. So at some point in time, uh, they, SAG was very big on you can't let anybody come to your set who's not approved." And I said, "Fantastic." And then they they said, "Okay, at some point in time, we're just going to pop in to just see how you're doing." And I was like, "You can't come to our set unannounced. You have to give us three days worth of notice because we have to COVID test you." And they that didn't even cross their minds that they just can't. Sure. <laughs> Unannounced anymore. Well, I heard, I heard they tape a box and you have to stand in the box. You're not allowed to get out of the, the taped on the floor box. You have to wear a mask. And the minute you do your lines, you take the mask off and then you put the mask back. I mean, how the hell are you going to work with doing It's confusing. It, it, for, for, for me, and I can't speak for Sarah, but sort of after the first day, it, it just feels like habit and you, you don't even, you're not even paying attention anymore. Mask on, mask yeah. off. So you think when I go to work in two weeks, I'm going to be in for a big shock, right? I don't think so. I'm in a SAG movie and SAG, you know, what they're all about. Basically, what's going to happen is you're going to go in, you're going to check in at the desk. They're going to see your name. You're going to scan a QR code that says you don't have any symptoms from there um, because you're an actor. They'll give you um, a a pre-approved mask that they want you to wear on set. Uh, the base camp PA will take you to your trailer. They'll take you to wardrobe. They'll take you to makeup. Then they'll take you to set. From set, they'll put you in holding. They'll ask that you keep your mask on. When they bring you to set through either rehearsal or whatever the case may be, the first AD will actually let you know when you can and can't take your mask off if they require it, if they want to you know, shoot the rehearsal or not. Um, and then you will have PAs near you that will have essentially a, a bag that is for you that you put your mask in and then when they were so if you have, say you have a wardrobe piece that doesn't have pockets or something you'll put your mask in there and then when they put you back into holding they'll give you the bag back you take your mask out and then you go i i think that's be easy no it's not are you out of your mind they, <laughs> they, they will they will be there holding your hand through it all so you don't have to remember what to oh, wait do a minute I, i'm 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 play, i'm a doctor and I'm playing opposite Sadie Katz. Now, if it's a two shot, we're both without masks, right? Mm-hmm. But is that a two shot shot separately or is it one shot of two? No, there's a little bubble that sort of forms around all the actors mm-hmm. and, and everyone around them keeps distance and then wears a mask. And so when the, when the, the cameras go up on shoulders or wherever they're gonna, they're gonna be, they, they say masks off, masks off, action, Cut masks go back on. Oh, this is going to be tricky for me. It'll be fine. Let's well, switch subjects. You know, I, I, I'm a little slow now because I'm 81 and a half as my doctor got <laughs> fasted. The doctor my, brought that up to him the other yeah, day. Yeah, he said, you know, I said, you know, I'm not running around like I used to. What's wrong with me? He said, well, you are 81 and a half. I said, you had to do the half. <laughs> I mean, 81's bad enough. So but, that's. Let's go. Let's do some hypotheticals with you guys, because you both, uh, you know, Sarah, Mike's really well established. Sarah's I really, a really like big you too a lot. Up and comer. Sarah's a huge up and comer. I'm going to vote for you on the Emmy <laughs> next time. He has to have another one. He has to have another another thing to vote for, because that one's already over. Oh, it's over. Make, <laughs> make believe I voted for. You. <laughs> so let's do a hypothetical. Both of you guys will answer the question. 
Um, but we'll let Sarah go first. And oh. but you, but Michael, that way Mike gets to prepare for it a little bit because Sarah seems smarter, sharper on the on the on the draw. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No. Okay, so if you if you could work with any male and female actor and actress that you've never worked with before. Um, who would you like to work with, at number one? And the second half of the question is, if you could have ever been in any movie that's ever been made in history, what movie would you like to have been a character in? And we're going to let Sarah go first, and we'll let Mike think about it a little bit. Well, my two favorite actors ever are Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts. Oh, Julia Roberts. That's, oh, yes, I, I agree 100%. First time anybody's ever said Julia Roberts. I fucking love her since Mystic Pizza and Pretty Woman I've seen 6,000 times. Pretty Woman <laughs> is my favorite movie. Me uh, too. Oh, my God, we should <laughs> get married. <laughs> um, I, I would have loved – actually, I would have loved to have been Kit in Pretty Woman. Oh, my God, what a great role, too. <laughs> because she was, you know, spunky. She She – but at the same time, she was vulnerable, and you know, and I just, I just loved her character. Um, and I but, love her at the end of it, and when she's talking to the new girl who's going to be the roommate, and saying, you know, I'm going to have to charge you a little more because I'm not going to be oh here God. as much because yeah. I'm going to go to school or whatever she's yeah. doing. Like, oh my God, I love your answers. I don't know about Tom <laughs> Hanks. Tom Hanks doesn't do much for me, but that's okay. But but Julia Roberts is like the end no, all I be all. Tom Hanks is very nice. Oh yes. A lot of people that I know that have dealt with him said that he's a very nice guy. I love it. All right, so now we're going to go. Now we're going to you, Mike. You're not agreeing, so maybe you have another opinion. <laughs> Mike, it's your turn. I, I don't know if I could just answer that. Just just one male, female. Um, I would say I really like, I don't, I'll probably butcher her name, uh, Charlize Theron. Did I say yeah, that right? Yeah, me too. Oh. That's my second. She's my number two. <laughs> me too. I'd love to work with Charlize. She's gorgeous. Gorgeous, gorgeous um, woman. And uh, I think, and I think this is a little more of a, the director in me would love to work with Clint Eastwood, and oh, I, yeah. I think partly because I, I I watched a lot of his spaghetti westerns with my father, and I just I just love his how he directs the movies he directs. I just I really like them. I would just love to just watch him work. You know, oh, I mean, no, absolutely. He, he's easygoing. It, he seems he seems like it. He seems like I it. love Clint. I love Clint Eastwood. He's, an, and he's a really nice guy in person. I, okay, I, so and what movie would you like to be in? Can I pick two? <laughs> okay, go ahead. You can pick two. Okay, and they're they're for probably for obvious reasons. I mean, The Princess Bride. I would love to be the the Man in Black, or you know, um, if you're a fan of The Princess Bride or not. And then um, I'm a big geek, so the Lord of the Rings movies. I would love to have been in the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh yeah, see that's cool. No, those are good choices. If I was gonna do the geek thing, I would be be Harry Potter, like in Harry. Uh, I would like to be in a Harry Potter movie because I love the Harry Potter movies. Uh, I've seen all of them like fifty times. Yeah. And if I and if I were fifty years younger, I would want to be Flash Gordon. I would love to play Flash Gordon. Be that superhero. Um, he likes the Buster Crab, the though, original from the third, the forties, like Flash from, Gordon, thirties no, and forties. Yeah, he likes. Yeah, you because know, he he was born in 1940, and I so. grew up loving Flash Gordon. He was our hero of the day, before Superman. Superman wasn't famous yet, but Flash Gordon. Oh my God! When we were kids, I used to be Flash Gordon. If not, I beat everybody up. If somebody said no, I'm going to be Flash Gordon, I'd punch them. I say you can't be. I'm Flash Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> so I that's how 
strongly I feel. Sarah, you're very beautifully spoken. I love to listen to you. You enunciate. No, it's so nice that you don't mumble. It's nice to hear clarity. Well, I, I too have a theater background. Yes, so. it's theater, theater. I tell Jimmy that all the time. I, I love theater trained people because you enunciate, you project beautifully. And you're, you're a pleasure to listen to. Oh, some okay. people some people I have difficulty with because they mumble. Words, <laughs> Words are hard sometimes. <laughs> no, but you have to enunciate because not everybody out there hears well or is, is American. You know, they're foreigners. And if you enunciate, they get it better. And I tell that to Jimmy all the time. Yes, he does. And, and handsome talk speaks well also. Of course they do. Birds of a feather flock together. You gotta like love it. Uh, so, how yeah, people- wait, handsome. What's your background? Theater. Started no, 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 no. Uh, uh, oh, uh, well, mutt. Mutt. Just a little bit of everything from on the other side of the pond there. So Just you're Scot- Scottish and Irish. You gotta have some Scottish and Scot- Irish in you. Scotch. I, I know for I know I've got Scotch, Irish, um, French, English, and then it from there it just sort of goes to all sorts of different places. You well, you know, in dogs, mutts are the best looking. And I think that's in people, too. The more you mix, like people say to me, or I say to people, can you imagine 200 years from now how magnificent a human being will be? Why? Caucasian, Asian, African-American, and Hispanic, all in one human being. Mm. Can you imagine what that person's going to look like? The God. very tan person. Very t- <laughs> but, and very gorgeous and gorgeous because I I, I can't envision this what it would um, unbelievable looking human being. So l- let's go real quick to social media. So Mike, I didn't see you on Instagram, so I didn't put an Instagram on our little flyer that we put out for you. Are you on Instagram? Uh, I'm Michael Mayhall on Instagram, but I I'm really like I am not on the social media that much. I'm I'm really bad about it. Every once I'm like, oh yeah, I have an account. Let me. How does this work again? And then I forget about it because I'm. I'm easily distracted, but okay. So Sarah was on. Is, well, is Sarah Fisher, actress on Instagram? Everybody, no, Mike. You should really go on Facebook because they won't let you print anything you write anyway. They yeah. take everything <laughs> off, so you won't have to worry. You can pretend you were there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think that's funny. Sarah, are you on anything besides Instagram, or is that your primary platform? Um, that's my primary platform right now. I'm actually Mike is helping me. Um, his uh, as we see that he has um his own, oh it's um no c get rid of the c get rid of the c uh do it one more time roxy it's s-a-r-a-h-f-i-s-h-e-r actress right yes okay she had to think about it i know get rid of the c in between yes. sarah and fisher <laughs> roxy try and do it again and we'll get it up there and um, i'm gonna ask what's your most important theater you've ever done to me or her both both. No, I mean, what, 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 what was it? What, what, what play were you guys? Musical doing? play, whatever. Did you guys sing? Mm-hmm. I, I do not sing. Sarah, yeah. I think. Um, Sarah sings. I did because I, I actually grew up on musical theater. So, um, they did. Uh, I don't know if you have ever seen Nonsense. It's only a four-person. No. So nonsense is a, a story about. Oh yeah, months. yeah, 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 yes, 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 I know what that yes, is. Yes, yes, but yes, they, yes. Because yes, it was it was um, a high school uh, musical theater play. We basically ended up creating this whole ensemble and added to the show. 
so that we could all be a part of it. And then um, after that, I just became orchestra because I just I didn't really want to be on the stage anymore. So we just did background singing for everything. Oh, that's fun. I though. love your voice. I could listen to you all day. What about you, Mike? What were no, you, really? What do you do you voiceovers, like? Sarah? Um, I've only done like two things, but not anything, you know, national or anything. Just but you have such a lovely, yeah, lovely, voice lovely voice. speaking voice. It's a pleasure. Some people irritate the shit out of me when they speak. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they, they, you know, it's just. So, Mike, what play? Anyway. What plays were you in? Um, I would say one of the more memorable ones um, I did. Uh, I was. I worked in, in the main Shakespeare Festival many moons ago playing Tybalt, which was just a lot of fun from Romeo and Juliet. Central Park Shakespeare? Uh, no, uh, this was up in Bangor, Maine, the the Penobscot Theater main Shakespeare Festival. Do they still have that Shakespeare thing in Central Park? Oh, I don't know. Oh, is that? I mean, I'm going they back. They live to, in Louisiana. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, you know, but they're yeah. cosmopolites. They've been to New York. They're travelers. Oh, yeah, I, um, I still have it. Years ago, I remember going to that. It was wonderful. The theater in the park, and it was Shakespeare. You got to like love it. So so then what's the next? So the big thing that we want everybody to watch then is December 23rd, right? Yep. Tell us what it is again so everybody knows. And how do they? And do you know how it's getting distributed and how they'll be able to see it? Yeah. So it's called Christmas for Sale. It will be uh, streaming on BET Plus. But if you okay. have a Paramount Plus account you can get into BET that way. It's congratulations. Now, what is that? What is BET? What is that? Black Entertainment Television. Okay. Um, BET Plus and Paramount Plus. And, and so Mike directed so it's it. it's not going to be you... on Netflix or anything? Probably not yet. Not, not yet. It's going to go through to that first, and we'll see where it branches to after that. Um, so, Mike, you directed it. Did you write it? I, I didn't write it, and, and I, I feel terrible. I, I cannot remember the writer's name. Cameron? Cameron Davis. Kamar Davis, um, very talented writer. Um, uh, he, he wrote it, and um, I, I did some changes along the way just, just for location and, and script and some things like that, but no, I didn't pin this one. Now, is so, this uh, a feel-good movie? Yeah, it's got all the feels. All the feels. Yeah, Christmas for sale, so it's a Christmas well, movie. Well, sometimes for sale could be sad, you know. So, you, don't so know. you guys, so Christmas for sale, you guys, you can see. Um, Mike, are you acting in it too, or are you just directing it? Just, just behind the camera. Oh, that, that sounds terrible, just directing it. You're directing it, not just no, behind no, I, I, it. I really want, I, Sarah's, and Sarah's one of the characters in it. Mm -hmm. she is. Perfect. So oh. you guys, Christmas for sale, available December 23rd. Paramount Plus, BET Plus. Um, we want to thank you guys for coming on. We, Sarah, we Lovely wish you to have guests. the best time really tomorrow nice. uh, in the parade on the stilts. How high? How high are your stilts? Um, minimum, I guess you could add three feet. Okay. Now, what's your character on, on, in the stilts? So I will be a green candy cane. A green cane. <laughs> we'll look for a green candy cane. Uh, and she's normally. There'll be a red and green candy cane. Um, and if you were to spot me, I'm... You're the green one. You're the green one. <laughs> I'm the green one, but I'm near Santa. So okay, you're near Santa. Okay. Do you guys do a rehearsal? Like, did you get to do a rehearsal? No, so you just... Because you can't shut down the street. That's but fun. I have to say something, and I really four say and a half this. miles to walk. But oh, my gosh. I, I really yeah. like you. I really like you, too, right? And I never say that about many people. <laughs> but I really like the both of you, and I think you're a sweet couple. And I think you should get married and have a wonderful life. And he should win another Emmy. 
a Emmy and you also, Sarah. An Academy Award. And too. and everything wonderful should go your way because you seem to be very nice people. Thank you. Thank you. And good good goes oh, to we good wanna, goes to good. We want to thank uh, thank uh, uh, Barry Rogers for setting this whole thing up, you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry Rogers, great publicist, good friend of mine, and uh, so we want to thank him and wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. You guys have a happy mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and uh, and a, a Merry Christmas, and we'll see you soon. Yes. I'll see, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch your movie. Yes, I'm we're going to watch it. We Let will definitely know. watch your movie. All right, bye bye, you guys. Thank you. Thanks, bye. guys. Bye. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy it. What nice people. They're very sweet, lovely couple. Yay! Uh, there's right. so many nice people in the world. So now we're going to take a quick music break, everybody, and um, I'm going to replay it since it just came officially just came out. Never going to say goodbye by Tony Moore, who was our guest last week. And uh, we had a great time with him. Everybody seemed to uh, like him a lot. He's a super talented uh, artist. So here's his music video, Never Gonna Say Goodbye. Enjoy, everybody. I released my grip and let you ride alone And saw you sail off down So proud it glowed But comes a time When we must all let go Not gonna say goodbye Not even gonna try Cause you will always be In every memory Not gonna say farewell I think that you can tell the love is always there You know it's everywhere I'm never gonna say I'm never gonna say I'm never gonna say Goodbye and Every now and then I close these tight eyes I can see face that asked, did I do good? I tell no lies. Well, yes, you did wonderfully. But comes a time when we must all let go. Not gonna say goodbye, not even gonna try, cause you will always be gonna say farewell I think that you can tell the love is always there you know it's everywhere not gonna say goodbye not even gonna try cause you will always be in every memory not gonna say farewell I'm never gonna say I'm never gonna 
Yay, that's Tony Moore. You guys never going to say goodbye. And it love just, that just came out on Friday, and everybody in the chat room loved it, so it's terrific. It's got, a, it's got a sound of its own. It doesn't sound like everybody else. It really does. It's fabulous. And it's a, a beautiful lyric. And a beautiful Very ballad. And well sung. I'm, I'm happy with that song. And it is in my car. Jimmy, you put it in, right? Yep. Okay. I, like, love it. Um, so that, always- That's like the Academy Award. If your music gets in my car, it's like, because I like it. Yeah, because not that many people get in the in get to go no, into well, the car. No, because you know, I mean, not everybody's good. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna play. We're gonna play another really quick short video, you guys. It's not a music video; it's a trailer. But what happened with uh, and uh, Nick, uh, with my sweetheart? Who's your sweetheart, Lily McLeod? Yeah. I, for some reason, the, I sent the video to her twice, and it doesn't take it. I don't know why. What? Oh, that stinks. Well, I'll, I'll see if I can like work. You know, it we out, have to have Lily on the show again. Yeah, we'll have her on. So in the meantime, you guys, so uh, one of our very dear friends, Lorene Landon, who's been a movie star forever, uh, she did a movie back in the day called Hundra. And when I was on um, when I was on YouTube looking for music videos for us to play on the show, I saw the trailer and I thought, I bet nobody's a lot of people haven't seen this unless they're Lorene Landon fans. And she's a total badass, hot, badass chick in this. And so it's short. I thought it'd be fun to play for everybody because uh, we're going to be working on a project with her uh, in two weeks that we're going to be announcing. But, but next in week. person, she's the sweetest. She's a lamb in person. She's the kindest, sweetest, soft spoken, gentle dove. And in this clip, you're going to see she's a wild, crazy broad. It's a fun one. She's like a superhero almost mm-hmm. like like Con- she's like the female Conan the Barbarian. So right. here it is, everybody. It's really short. The name of the movie is Hundra starring Lorene Landon. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. I will not bow to your bull or your man. This is Astro, my little baby boy who I love to death. And he was outside and he was so sad. Right, Astro? Oh, too many kisses. Oh, also, Cindy Lady Lake. I don't know if we said hi to Cindy, uh, but she's in the chat room. She's been in the chat room. Dawn has joined us. A whole bunch of other people joined us. So let's say hi to everybody and say happy Thanksgiving. Happy um, Thanksgiving. Everything should be a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to having everything go. Yep, there's Astro Baby, everybody. Oh, mm-hmm. look, and you can see him behind you. Astro. He's the sweetest dog we, in we the world. We shut the door. We forgot to take And we, he's a rescue, and obviously he wasn't treated well before. And now he's so grateful because he goes all over with me. He sleeps with me. And the cutest thing is he sleeps in my neck. He curls up right in under my chin and neck. And he knows what love is because love is love is the answer to everything, folks. If you show love, just everything comes your way. Right, Astro? I love this little boy. He's fabulous. You got to like him. I love him. all our dogs. We have three dogs. Right, we have Astro and we have Brandy Girl, Brandy Girl. and we have Shazam. Yes, everybody says she's. Oh, and uh, Lady Lake says she's not chatting because she's just listening because she's cooking. <laughs> oh, that, that's a, when I get off the air. That's what I have to do. I'm preparing everything with my daughter Leslie for a tomorrow's feast. 
Yes, yes, yes. So talk for a second. I got to send a text message. Why oh, are you texting while we're on the show? That's I got to text a guest because they're not here. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 that's a good reason. Uh, yes. Thanksgiving, you know, they said it was going to be the most expensive Thanksgiving ever. And it's true. Food prices have really gone through the roof. Everything is double or triple in some cases. And I feel sorry for people who, who are not, you know, who haven't got money. So a lot of poor people are having a chicken instead of a turkey. And I, I don't know. I think that's so sad. B says she's hungry. Can we fit Cindy? I don't know what that means. Can we fit Cindy? Okay. What? <laughs> I think President Roosevelt said it during the Depression that he was going to make everybody have two chickens in a pot. So, well, I, I so wish our president would say everybody could have a turkey. We have, uh, which I don't know how you pronounce Mona's name, M-O-U-N-A, but she said. Monet. M-O-U-N-A. What is it? M-O-N-E-T? M-O-U-N-A. Monet. Mona, where are you from? She loves Astro. She, I think she's, uh, and everybody, and Cindy says, like, she, all of us are with her in her kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> what are you making? I mean, I know you're making a turkey, but, like, what kind of stuffing do you do, rice or bread? Oh, it says, I didn't realize you had a dog with the same name as my granddaughter is what Don wrote. Must be uh, Brandy. Must Br be Brandy because all the other ones are boy names. Right. Astro, Shazam, and Brandy. Brandy girl. There's a big story about it, but we don't have time for it. Anyway, I had a vision when we were driving in Florida that there was a dog that was waiting for me. And the dog had something to do with the letter B, a big B. And I kept saying to Jimmy, I don't know what it is, but we have to find a dog where the letter B is. So we went to a uh, adoption kennel and there she was. And above it was B cage, a big B. And I said, this is the one. And we got her and we named her Brandy because of the B. Unfortunately, we didn't know it. She was very ill. She had, what did she have? Heartworm. Heartworm. And we thought we might have, we were going to lose her. So we took her to the vet, and of course, through medication and time, she got better, and she's fine. So we saved her life, and that makes you feel good. Rescue a pet, folks. There are so many pets out there that just want to be loved. And a dog, you know, you give a, you give a dog one kiss, and the dog gives you 50 kisses back. You're never lonely when you have a dog. I remember being in between dogs because our dog had passed away. And I came home from work and the house was quiet and dead. My dog wasn't there to greet me. And it was the saddest time. So we immediately went out and got another dog. They, they, they're children. They're wonderful things, dogs. Look at him. He's kissing me all over the place. And he's such a handsome boy, too. He's part poodle and uh, terrier. And Jimmy had him cut down, which I'm not happy about. So once his fur grows, his hair, he has hair. He doesn't have fur. Once his hair grows back, he's really a big, big fur ball. Right, Astro, baby? Ooh, look at those kisses. I hope our guest is coming on. If not, we're going to have to uh, improvise for the rest of the show. And I'm tired today, folks. I've been working my ass off. You know, I did the patio. I painted the concrete. Uh, again, because it needed freshening up and planted and dug and did and whatever, because I want the house to be beautiful for tomorrow. So it's going to be beautiful. It is beautiful already. But it's going to be more beautiful. Yeah, but I heard the Santa Ana's are blowing. We might have like 40 mile an hour winds. 
oh, those damn Santa Anas, when they blow in California, they really blow. So anyway, you guys, so we, we have a little delay with our guest because he's also uh, he's an he's a police cop, uh, like a reality show TV cop. But he's actually a real cop and he's actually got stuck in an investigation in an investigation with a fucking, I guess, a perp. A perp? <laughs> no, a perp. They call it a perp in the in the perp, world. Perk, perk, um, so he's trying to he's trying to get here. But in case he doesn't get here, we're going to like we're going to shoot the shit with you guys right now and see how it all like goes, which means. I only have one more music video, so we'll have to talk about something. I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, why doesn't so why, why why doesn't everyone in the chat room give a menu of something they're cooking, print it out, and we'll read it out to every. No, in other don't words, print if, it, if just you, write it. If you do a good stuffing, write your stuffing down, and then we'll tell it to everybody. If you have a way of doing something unusual with cranberries or whatever you do. Did you did you say something about rescue dogs before? Yeah. Okay. Don Hinton said she did rescue. She she did rescue something. She married her husband. <laughs> well, you know that I, was a good rescue. Well, I did the same thing. I rescued Jimmy from a life of perversion, and uh, you know I made a decent human being out of him. Right, Jim? That's right. He's a monogamous person now. I hope. About, one never knows if if one is monogamous. Duke does one. Sending something to Rock. Oh, she can play it? Well, she's going to see if she can get it. Lily McLeod, by the way, is probably one of the greatest singers in the world. She's in Europe for the last year and a half. No, like three years. Three years. She's she's become like the toast of the town in Europe. Um, and her voice is just heavenly. And I adore her. She's one of my dearest friends. And I, I, and I wanted to come on our show. So I think. Yes, we'll have her on. They want to know if you knew Audrey Hepburn? No, but Mr. Blackwell, my dear friend, buddy Richard Blackwell did. And I asked Dick, I said, what was Audrey Hepburn like? And he said she was the same in person as she was on screen. The most gracious, charming, delightful woman. He adored her. And he also knew Grace Kelly, who my other favorite actress. And I asked him, what was Grace Kelly like? And he said the opposite of what you saw on the screen. And, you know, she had a pass. She, like he said, she'd have sex with the gas station attendant if she liked him. So Grace Kelly was a hottie. Not the, the cool lady that she always played. They called her the Ice Princess, but she was far from that. They also want to know, uh, did you ever go to Cinecita? C-I-N-E-C-I-T-T-A. Cinemicita in Italy? Yes, yeah, the Italian movie place. Absolutely, I was there. They want to know what, what you remember about that. What do I remember about Cinemicita? I remember uh, meeting in one of the offices. What the hell was her name? Oh, the fabulous Italian actress. Oh, I can't think of her name. Claudia Cardinale. This was way back in maybe 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And Claudia Cardinale was the big, big star in Italy. And she was just a bit snobby, I thought, and a, and a bit, you know, not very nice. So I kind of like didn't bother talking to her much. And then she came over and she said to me in Italian, well, you're not very friendly. And I said back to her, I said, well, you're not very warm. So we went at it a couple of minutes, and then she hugged me. Claudia says her mom loved that lady, Claudia Cardinale. Claudia Cardinale. Well, she hugged me, and she started to laugh. And then she said to me, you an Italian. She said, you Americans are so forward in everything you say. I said, yeah, we're not like the Italians, full of shit. And she started to laugh. 
because I'm Italian. I'm allowed to say that. What about Ingrid Bergman? Never met Ingrid Bergman, but I've met her daughter a couple of times, Isabella Rossellini. Charming, elegant, wonderful. Oh, great actress. Oh, yeah. Well, I met her in New York. First time I met her in New York was at an auction, an, <laughs> a, a furniture auction downtown Manhattan. And she's just the most charming lady with a beautiful smile and and just a, just a lovely person. Yeah, I like her a lot. I've met everybody, but not the not the really like I've never met Cary Grant, who I would have loved to have met. We've seen his house. <laughs> yeah, I've never met Tyrone Power because he had passed away. You know, so there are. <laughs> but I'm fortunate to have known the people that I do know. I mean, I knew Lauren Bacall, Sophia Loren, uh, Tab Hunter, Rock Hudson, Jane Russell. You know, I've got a good list of of friends and people I knew. But I miss them all because they're all gone. And now I don't have any more of my people around. Richard Blackwell, Mr. Blackwell, who did the 10, 10 worst dress list, everybody thought was an evil, bitchy queen. But he wasn't. He was a kind, sweet man. That was just what he did for the public, you know, to write those things about women's clothing and make jokes about it. So uh, actually, Roxy says she has the video. So we're going to see what we can do. So you guys... Roxy got the video. It's Lily McLeod's What About the Beautiful Children. Oh, this is some song. We originally, I originally saw Lily McLeod on X Factor, and uh, she made it to like almost to the end of X Factor. And then when we were visiting Florida, she was playing at a nightclub, and we went and met her and hung out with her and became friends with her. And, and she's really she a phenomenal I, entertainer. Lily and I just hit it off. And like she said to me, I think you were my father in a past life. I said, well, which one of us was black? <laughs> she started to laugh she's beautiful she's talented she's wonderful she's gorgeous this what? is a, a ballad you guys uh it fits though what about the beautiful children because it's thanksgiving and yeah. i think everybody will love it but so li listen to the high notes the clarity of her high note it's like a flute i mean there's no quiver in her voice it's just a pure beautiful voice coming from a beautiful woman who's very religious she's a born-again christian and she lives by her Christian ways, and she's kind and honest and good. I love her very much. So enjoy this, everybody. Lily McLeod, what about yep. the beautiful children? I miss Lily. Children can give us life and love. What about the children?
one of my favorite songs i love it to death you guys she's so cool and you have to hear her sing alabaster box yeah you guys she sing, uh, so her audition for x factor was uh, alabaster box a cc Winans song it's a religious song and it was so amazing it's got like 50 million views uh on it you can watch her on on uh, youtube go to lily mcleod there's quite a few things about her songs and shows that she's done how beautiful her costumes are beautiful uh, you can see all her performances on X Factor on YouTube. And then she did an album called uh, 
Red Apples that she released in 2015. It has uh, What About the Beautiful Children. It also has Alabaster Box and a whole bunch of great songs that she okay. did. Running Back to You, I Look to You. And we had such a good time hanging out with her. She's been on the show several times, but we have not had her on the show, I don't know, probably in like two years or something. Yeah, we bonded, and she broke down and told me her life story. And after she finished, she said, Ron, I have no idea why I've told you all of this. I never really discuss it with anyone. And it was very intimate stuff about coming from a crime zone in Pennsylvania, uh, having, a, I, I believe her mother was a prostitute. Her uncle was a murderer who was murdered in a drug dealer. And she came from the, the really horrible background and found the Lord Jesus. And because of that, she had the strength to get out of it and become who she is today. And I She's think that her, that her story has got to go out because of all the people, of, of all the wonderful black people who feel that they have been given the short end of the lollipop or the, the fuzzy end of the lollipop. No, you can come from crap and be great. Our country allows that and, and does it for you. And I, I would love to do a show based around that with Lily. I'd produce it where Lily sings songs and talks about how she got out of the ghetto and became the queen of Europe now that they adore and love her. It's a wonderful story. It, it, it's wonderful. I love her. She's fantastic, you guys. So get her album, watch her, watch her uh, music videos. She's one of the greatest performers ever. When we saw her perform live, we, we, before we even met her and knew who she was, she was so amazing. I have such a respect for people who get out of bed. Sue Wong, our dearest friend in the world who I love, she ate rat in China. She lived in communist China when she was a kid, and they were poor, didn't have anything to eat. So her grandmother would kill a rat and feed it to Sue so she had protein. Of course, they prepared it and cooked it. And from that, she became Sue Wong, fashion designer, worth over $250 million, living in a magnificent mansion in L.A., and the sweetest person in the world. So you see, you can do it, folks. Just don't, because you're poor, don't think that's what you have to be forever. America offers you opportunity. Opportunity, take advantage of it, and you got to work for it. Actually, well, you have to work. Well, <laughs> they, these gals worked very hard. They worked very hard. I mean, I didn't come from the lap of luxury either. I mean, most of the kids that I grew up with went to jail, or they died from overdose from drugs. And you know, I was the one that they all thought was a little weird and off the wall because I was theater even at seven eight nine ten years old i was an actor and i did it i got out of a bad area and i became whoever i am whatever i am you know it's all do fun. it so we right. want to also give a quick shout out to roxy who got the video for us she's a superstar roxy we love you thank yes. you so much you're great um uh so so they're asking other questions in here so but they went by so fast i couldn't like see what they were <laughs> What I said, the questions went by so fast. I didn't I didn't get to see like uh, what they were, but well, everything is. Tell them to repeat. Them. Um, so any questions you guys, they always like to hear your Hollywood stories. You have one you haven't told. Oh, I have a story I haven't told. Well, my one of my favorite stories is a Jane Russell story. Uh, Jane and I were going to a formal. She flew in from L.A. I was living in Florida at the time and she flew into Boca where I was living. 
and she forgot her shoes that went with her gown. And I said, well, what are you going to do? You can't go barefoot. So she whips out these bedroom slippers. I said, no, Jane, please. You cannot wear that beautiful evening gown with bedroom slippers. She said, oh, nobody, <laughs> nobody's going to see my feet. What the hell are they? Care? I said, Jane, no, we have to go shoe shopping. Now, Jane Russell's left foot, she had a toe that one toe went over the other toe. So it made her buying shoes difficult because it would hurt. We went all over the place looking for wide shoes. We couldn't find shoes that were comfortable. So I said to her, let's go down Sunrise Highway. That's a black neighborhood. And most black women have big feet because the side, because I know the drag queens always go to the black neighborhoods to buy their shoes because they have size 11 and 12. So we go into this, I forget, like a shoe outlet, whatever. Pay less, I thought. Pay less. And we, we found a nice pair of shoes that fit her and they were wide. And we were at the checkout. And I said to the girl behind the counter, I said, do you know who this woman is? She said, no. I said, well, this is the famous movie star, Jane Russell. And the girl looked at it. She said, how do you do, Jane Russell? I'm Diana Ross. <laughs> <laughs> but it really wasn't Diana Ross. She thought I was putting her on. And I said, no, this is the real Jane Russell. So we had a, a good laugh at that. Jane was fun. She was easygoing. You know, being a legend, which she was, in the 1940s, she was the most famous actress, sex pot in the world, the most photographed. And you, you think it would have gone to her head and she would have been conceited, like most of the other ones are, in vain. Not at all. She, she was down to earth. I mean, she'd come to my house with sneakers, sweatpants, sweatshirt, no makeup, her hair pulled back in a ponytail, and we'd go out. And we'd go to lunch or we'd go to dinner. She didn't care to show off or look glamorous. She wasn't a snob. I, I love her and I miss her very much. We were very close. Very close. Actually, so uh, B asked which movie I would have liked to have been in. And I would have liked to have been a main character in The Lost Boys. I would have liked to have been one of the vampires in The Lost Boys. Because uh, it's like my favorite like horror movie. Or Near Dark. I'd like to be one of the vampires in Near Dark. And... Uh, uh, but my my favorite movie of all time though is Pretty Woman. That's like my favorite movie. Uh, but Lost Boys is my favorite horror movie. And uh, and then they want to know what about Faye Dunaway, which I don't know that people will like your answer oh, to that. No. Don wants to know. Tell Don about Faye Dunaway. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I can't even get it out of my mouth. Faye Dunaway is insane. She is exactly what no one should be in Hollywood. People that have worked with her, Betty Davis, I really shouldn't tell these tales, but I asked Betty that. I said, Betty, do you really dislike Faye Dunaway? She went, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah. Oh. She kept gagging. She said, the most unprofessional woman I have ever worked with, she said. No talent, nothing, just totally unprofessional. So I said, well, what else can you say? She said, well, she was a bitch. I said, well, that kind of makes it rounded out. And Betty said, there's only two bitches I've met in my life. No, three bitches, she said. Miriam Hopkins, uh, Joan Crawford, and Faye Dunaway. Another friend of mine worked with her on Mommy Dearest. And he played the son in the movie. And he said, good morning, uh, Faye. And she turned around on the set and she said, do not call me Faye. You will call me Miss Dunaway. And he looked at it. He wanted to say, you know, go fuck yourself. But I guess it would have been thrown off the movie. 
So I've heard a lot of tales about her. She's just not. Who are, a, who are like? Uh, who are like? Like give like like three people that that you never have met that you think would be fun to uh, that you wish you would have met. Cary Grant. Yeah, I take I, that's a good one. Marlena Dietrich and Audrey Hepburn or Grace Kelly. Take the Marlena Dietrich away. Audrey Hepburn, Grace Kelly, Cary Grant. Okay, that one works. Those are the three people that I've never met, never even came close to meeting. You know what it was? They were much older than I, and I wasn't really that in the business at that time. I was a kid. I was a teenager. So what would they have had in common with me? Now, all the other stars that were that age, I grew up with in. So I met them always, like Betty Davis. I knew Betty when she was like 80 or 75 or whatever. Same thing with Jane Russell. I met Jane Russell at 80 years old. She was. So I caught up with them. I think I'd like to meet Richard Gere, Julia Roberts. I still think I, 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 well, I've heard people say Charlize Theron is not that nice, though, but I'd like to meet Charlize Theron if she's nice. And if she's not nice, then I'll pick somebody else. <laughs> you know, it, it depends on how the person was treated that talks about the star. I'm trying to think of a person that I've worked with or that I knew that wasn't nice. And I really have been lucky. I haven't worked with Yeah, them. though, everybody's nice to you, though, too. Like, it's kind of like with me. Like, almost everybody's always just nice to me anyway. Right. I'm liked on the set. I don't have any actors that... I, I, have, I have humor. You know, I make jokes, and I'm very warm and friendly, and I compliment my fellow actors. I don't make it all about me. You know, I make it about them. If I'm working, like I'm working with Sadie Katz now in, the, in this movie, and we're allowed to mention No, we're going to do it next week. No. We can't mention anything. Anyway, yeah. I'm working with Sadie Katz. I've worked with Sadie before. I love Sadie's work. Like I make a joke about it, I say, I'm so engrossed in what she's doing that I forget I'm acting and I don't deliver my lines. I sit there as a fan. And I tell this to Sadie. And when she works with me, she's confident because a lot of people are intimidated by my age and the fact that I'm in the business 64 years. And they kind of look at me as like, you know, a legend or some sort of a, I don't know what. And like they'll say to me, oh, you're really nice. You're not like most actors your age. I said, there are no actors my age. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> They're all dead. Um, you know, when you're nice on the workplace, you should be nice no matter where you are. If you work in a restaurant, you're a waiter. You know, be nice to your fellow waiters. I think because, like, my favorite people have always been, because I'm such a horror guy and I like the horror stuff, and I know a lot of our audience like the horror stuff, but I've actually met all the major horror people, and I'm, uh, you know, I've done stuff with them or I've worked with them, like Kane Hodder is a, I'm a big fan of Kane Hodder and Malcolm McDowell and Lance Henriksen's my absolute favorite on the planet, Clive Barker. You know, so I I think I uh, uh, they're not like legends because we don't really have legends now anyway. But they're like very well known working actors in the business, and those are like kind of like my favorite. You know, my for Danielle Harris, Serena Vincent, my kind of like my favorite ones. Well, I I was in a movie with Vincent Price. I was uh, an extra. Not an act, I wasn't an extra. I was a character. I played a vampire among other vampires, and I got to sit on on Hollywood Boulevard on a curb with Vincent Price. And he was the most charming fella, very funny, very witty, uh, terrific guy. And years later, 
when I got to be good friends with Jane Russell, she told me that Vin Vincent Price was her best friend and that he was everything I said he was. What about, they want to know, did you ever meet Sam Elliott? I love Sam Elliott. Roadhouse is a great movie Sam and I Elliott? love it. No. I love Sam Elliott. I've seen people around, you know, but you don't talk to them. I think I've seen Sam Elliott somewhere. He was very good looking, I remember. Uh, I don't remember where it was or, or when it was. You know, I don't want to sound bourgeois, but you, there's so many out there. You meet them after a while, they don't mean anything. I mean, after knowing Sophia Loren, I mean, <laughs> who, who can top that? You, you become a little numb. I Except know. for when he met Kathy Sledge, you guys would have never fucking believed it. Yes. <laughs> That's a true story. He's jumping up and down, screaming at me. I'm literally like 50 yards away. He's screaming at me to run over and meet Kathy Sledge from Sister Sledge. But it was really a cute thing. And, and she ended up becoming a friend. And her oh, sister I love Kim her. is a friend. And I love and, her. Uh, I love this Kim, the Kim and Kathy. I love the two of them. It's two of the sweetest girls and women you'll ever meet in your life. Only because the song We Are Family meant so much to me. When the riots were going on in the bad times with gay people and we were being treated like dogs and arrested and beaten, uh, we all sang We Are Family and we united. And that's how come they, you know, Stonewall and we, we fought for our right to be free in the world. So those two girls uh, were my inspiration. So what we're going to do is we're going to play one more song for everybody and then we'll come back and we'll have like three or four minutes to say goodbye to everybody for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. This is this is a song, you guys, and I'm playing it because it's Thanksgiving and this girl might actually be related to Ron and uh, her name's April Rose Gabrielli. No, she is related. I told you. And uh, our grandfathers, our great grandfathers were brothers. So the name of the song is Do You. It's her first hit. It, I think it went up to number 24 on Billboard, which is really good for somebody's first uh, single. It's called Do You. Uh, in the On the indie charts, it's number one right now on indie charts. And uh, we love the song. We love April a lot. She's a lot of fun. We saw her perform. She was fantastic. So please enjoy, She's everybody. She's a pretty girl, too. Enjoy Do You by April Rose Gabrielli. expect you to cause all I see is just do you babe do you do you do you know that I am asking why I'm telling I'm crying when I'm yelling and I don't know
mine Oh baby be mine You gotta know there's a look in your eye Oh do you Do you see mine? I totally like. I get like goosebumps with that song. I really she can love it. Sing, she's really good. And so the guy in the video, you guys, is Kulik, and Kulik. They just got done doing like a, a a tour for two weeks all over the Northeast. And Kulik is one of the greatest performers. He performed at the Soho Johnny Nine One One benefit in New York City, and he had everybody on their feet. He is a phenomenal performer, also, and a terrific person. And a terrific person. So check out April Rose Gabrielli's music and Kulik's music, you guys. It's K U L I C K, because he's very cool. They just are. They're like really cool. Mm -hmm. um, and and we've got four minutes left, so let's see. To follow uh, follow Ron on Instagram. He's on there a little bit. It's Ron Russell Show. I'm Doctor. I'm, I'm Jimmy Star official on Instagram. My Twitter's Doctor Jimmy Star. Ron's on Facebook. Like the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell on Facebook because we have like thirty five thousand fans, I think, on there. Who me? The the show. Oh. How do I get people to follow me? Su Wong said I, I should get people to follow me. What the hell does that mean? I have 5,000 people on my Facebook page. Well, so once somebody's Facebook page is full, then they have to, then they can't friend you anymore, but they can hit a button that says follow. You probably do have a ton of followers that you don't even know I don't about. Need, well, how would I find them? Oh, I'll have to look on it and tell you and see. I don't know any of this stuff. <laughs> Anybody That's out there got a good recipe for stuffing? <laughs> No, really, because I'm doing a stuff. Here's what I, I do. Celery chopped onions, raisins, Petridge Farm stuffing mixed with um, stovetop, stovetop, uh, chicken, turkey stock broth, whatever the hell that crap is. It's really good. Anybody got a better one? <laughs> My mother used to do it with rice. She would get the, the, the gibbet, the, what are they called? The gizzards? Oh, yuck. Of the turkey and chop it up and fry it and then throw the gizzards in with the rice and I don't parsley like and carrots. No, my mother made a delicious stuffing. I love stuffing, though. I like a rice stuffing better than a bread stuffing. What do you say out there? Rice or bread stuffing? Nobody's nobody's answering at the they moment. They don't care. They don't cook. They're talking uh, about other things. I think a lot of Cindy cooks. Cindy says her mom's her mom added egg. Probably, probably. Teresa Saban says she's getting fat just listening to all the food. Yeah, well, I'm fat, <laughs> We've been right? talking about food already. Well, you know, we all gouge ourselves tomorrow. And then, you know, whatever's left over, you eat the rest of the week in minimal amounts and you lose the weight. 
So from the bottom of our heart, though, we really want to thank all our chatters who are in the chat room every week. Yes. Uh, all our regulars. You guys are so supportive, and we yes. totally appreciate all that yes, you do yes, for yes, us. Yes, 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 um, Especially our, our super regulars, Cindy Lady Lake and Teresa Saban and B. Claudia and Don Hinton and Backpack John. And, and um, crazy artist Kim. And you usually know, Angela Joseph is there. And what's his name? Um, the pervert. Oh, yeah, the pervert. Uh, we love him. Uh, actually, we love all you guys. We really appreciate it. And now our new friend, Mona. Garcala, who I didn't understand where she's from, but I think it's in France someplace. <laughs> it's a French name, Jimmy. Yeah, they're all very hung. They're all. Oh, Dave. Yeah, Dave from Stars Now UK. And uh, is Dave in? He's been in there. Yeah, he, he, he. I think he left though. You know, we didn't have. Once the girls are gone, he's gone. He's right. history. <laughs> he made a comment about you making a movie with Sadie. He wrote like like exclamation points. So. Oh, he's crazy about Sadie. Um, stovetop. Yes, she's from France. So, so anyway, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Have a great weekend, and we'll be back next week. And we want to thank Roxy, our phenomenal engineer, and everybody. Check uh, check out her show on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time on W4CY. And in the meantime, have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy. And remember one thing: life is what you make it. It doesn't make you. And have a happy Thanksgiving. Bye, everybody. Thank Bye you. Now. See you next week. <laughs>